Welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and honest to God, we're looking at the Psalms today. Barry's here to help us silence our enemies and all who oppose poetry. But before we see the work of God's fingers and the moon and the stars, now that they've finished getting all up in their feelings, let's welcome in our favorite creatures with crowns, Marin and the award-winning preacher, Barry. Oh. <laughs> there it is. Thank right, you. Right in the intro. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Cry loud. Spare not. Tell us what you're talking about. Yeah. Barry, award winning. What what's going uh, on? Thanks. I I I won an award at my seminary. It was the Hooper Keefe Preaching Award. And they awarded it to two students every year based on excellence in preaching. I took a homiletics class, a preaching class a couple quarters ago or something like that. And my prof singled out one of my messages and presented it to the preaching faculty and they voted on it and I got the award. So it was Great. really cool. It was Congrats. really, it was a huge Big honor. Ups. Yeah. And it, it was weird too. I didn't know that it even existed. So wow. it was kind of cool to get a call from my prof and I'm like, Oh, did I forget to turn something in? Like, yeah. Nope. So this means that you and your wife are both award winning students, <laughs> making you some sort of oh like power couple. That's right. Look your out. Your rabbits power have to couple. be so proud. Look out academia. <laughs> We're coming for you. Do you know Man. what message they, they picked? It was the one. Do you remember the weekend? Do you remember the weekend where, uh, Troy broke his ankle and we had well, to have yes, service Mary in, Poppins. in Central Auditorium. Wow. And it was no about way. chaos. And I talked about the Song of the Sea, Exodus 15. Oh, the the yeah, Israelites the crossing chaos. the Red Sea. Yep, that was the one. So Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, that's that puts it in even more context of so the much chaos let Troy of that know. day. There was yeah. See, good did come from yeah, the from accident. That, yeah. A lot of good. I'd say a lot of good. <laughs> yeah. You know what it was though? This is why I got the award. I was wearing a jacket. Oh, when I was preaching. <laughs> Definitely. That's, that's what it was. Haters. That's right. I was looking pastoral. Yeah. And so they said, you know what? That guy, he, that's it. Yeah. Let's learn. So are you excited about this? Cause I feel like I'm more excited than I, you are. I get, you guys, I was telling you this earlier. I get, I hate like self-promotion. And so I never want to be oh, like, I love it. Can I do it for you? You can, <laughs> okay, that's great. not self-promotion. I don't know. I just get, I get, yeah. it gets awkward. Cause I'm like, I don't want to go around and be like patting myself on the back. Right. Which would be awful. And thank you for not doing that. But if your <laughs> friends are excited for yeah, yeah. you, that's different. And it, the problem is I tend to, I tend to be a wet blanket. Like Liv <laughs> wants to be all excited and yeah. like, and I'm like, ah, don't, you don't need to post that anywhere. <laughs> I'm just, a, I'm weird like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. Well, thank you. Great job. We thank are you. all the better for it. So wow. thank you. Uh, what else is new? Marin? what's going on in your life? <laughs> There's my sound bite. <laughs> Oh! Yes! There it is. What? Yes! What's that noise Finally, for? Finally, a soundbite that's perfectly appropriate for <laughs> yeah. my feelings. It's been a crazy everything. All all of life is crazy, but I was supposed to go see my mom this weekend. I don't even know yeah. that you know any of this. You normally have prompts I've, for me. Yeah, Do you I've, have prompts I, for I have me no today? I have no idea what's happening. I, I just watched the sermon like three minutes ago. Because <laughs> you were out of town. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that, I'm sure. Oh, my word. Um, so I was supposed to go see mom this weekend, but the day before I would have left to see her, she called me and she's like, Hey, I know you were planning on coming to see me, but we might not even be home. Long story short, they ended up going to North Carolina to see my sister. Oh, um, my mom got a less than favorable doctor's appointment, doctor's report last mm. week. And 
in like a reactionary, nah, we got to go now. Go oh. go to North Carolina while she's feeling good enough to travel. Mm. They drove there. That's wow. 14 hours from where she lives. So, me being who I am, don't you know, tell me. My, don't tell me. No, my grandma lives with them like full time. And I'm like, okay. hey, why don't you drop grandma off with me for the weekend? <laughs> oh, no way. She came here. So, she came here. Oh, I that's had grandma from Thursday through about 11 o'clock last night. How'd that go? It was a laugh a minute, let me tell you. <laughs> what? The first challenge was convincing grandma that she needed to stay with us because- She didn't want to? She got all the way here and didn't want to? No. Oh. I, she, initially, before I had offered to have her come stay with me, my dad got her all psyched up about going to North Carolina. You know, oh, so, so it's major I think letdown. she had one thing in mind and that was it. Like, how am I going to convince her to stay with how me? Am gonna, how am I going to convince her that this is North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would not be hard to do in her condition. Okay, so I hate to say. Did they get her in the car in Chicago and like, hey, we're going to North Carolina. And then they stop by your house yes. and just leave her? No, they no, did that? Well, we, we couldn't let it be just like that. We had to think <laughs> oh of a plan. Goodness. So this was my plan. Okay. My plan worked perfectly. The plan was this, this coaxing, this coercing it has to come from Jaden. It can't come from me. You put I, this on your son? I am not her favorite. It would not have worked. But her so great-grandson. He, he, did her, he, wait, her did he great-grandson. Did he convince her, why don't you stay with us instead of going all the way to North Carolina? So I, we worked Make on it. Her we, idea. we worked on this together, okay? I'm like, when grandma gets here, you need to jump up out your seat, run to the door, wrap her in your arms like, like you've never been more happy to see a living soul in your life. So that was step number one. Yeah. Grandma! I'm scared. <laughs> Step number two is all the more brilliant, slightly deceptive, forgive me, Jesus, but still brilliant. I'm like, Jaden, you've got to tell her. And he did. He did this perfectly. Grandma, there's this Catholic church in the neighborhood that I've always wanted to go to, but I don't have anyone Catholic to take me. Would you take me to what mass in the world? Saturday? We do not advocate <laughs> lying to your grandparents. It was not a lie. We went to mass and she was like, wonderful. Oh my goodness. And now you do this. And now you, I mean, she walked him through the whole thing. It gave her life purpose. So now she's excited. Oh my goodness. Well, and little did I know, I probably didn't need to do any of that. Meanwhile, your dad's peeling out of the driveway. She's (laughs) over the top in love with my dog. So she had the best weekend of her life. And uh, yeah, tons of Andy Griffith. We we made wow. it. We made it through. And she she came to the Fishers campus on okay. Sunday morning. So we had mass on Saturday and our service Sunday. And that's yeah, all it took is awesome. a little. Uh, we came home from mass and watched Sister from Act. From so Sister Act one or two. What? One. Okay. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh my goodness. We had the best weekend ever. Uh, yeah. That, so how does she feel now? Is she gone? She left late last night. My parents came up from North Carolina, picked up grandma, and then drove straight back home wow. to Chicago. My mom has a doctor's appointment today, but yeah. Oh yeah, because she's currently living with them, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's why. It wasn't like, hey, you want to come with us to North Carolina? <laughs> Bait and switch. She yeah. would have had Pack to go stuff. to North Carolina, and it just would have been so much harder. It yeah. would have been harder yeah. on my mom, harder on her. Um, how old my, you, grandma? My grandma is 80. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is quite the story. Oh, it was great, though. We took the dog for as many walks as we could. Grandma and loves Ikea. She that got was to see your fun. family featured in services. Oh, my goodness. Oh, no, 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 no. had the... On video? Oh. <laughs> On video? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can I just say, okay, so we did, we did like a public service announcement about video worship, yeah. worship together weekends about worship together weekends that are coming up in july that's fun is it july 
Yes, yeah. all of July. July. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So <laughs> where where all of our <laughs> students, second grade and up, come and worship? Yeah. With so in big church, I wasn't sure what what exactly to expect when I got to the video shoot. I kind of knew, I know my husband and I's philosophy about it and how even before we ever came to Grace, periodically we would uh, have the kids in adult worship with us Yeah, just because it's good for them. Mm -hmm. It's good for us. It's good for the family. We would do it. So (laughs) the kids had one job. (laughs) (laughs) It was to smile, look at the camera and say, we are the Gaffers and we worship together. I'm feeling aggressive, which was all over their faces. Yeah. That's what it said. They did yeah. not look pleased to be there. We are Grandma the was not happy. And we worship together. <laughs> oh you've got a you've got a photo of yeah. someone took a, a picture of the screen and your, oh. your daughter is looking like she would rather be literally anywhere else. That's and awesome. our friends were like taking pictures of the oh, screen and texting yeah. it to us. And I didn't see it until then because of course I was in the video I was standing behind the yeah. kids. I could not see that they just were assumed they miserable. were beaming. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be the last uh video spot our family does for a yeah. while. <laughs> Maybe till they're out of college. <laughs> it was great. So does everybody get along with grandma? Is it is everything like was it a happy time? Did Jaden have to share his room with her? Oh, yeah. So I've had three grandparents now that have suffered dementia. And mm. one was pretty combative. You know, that's yeah. kind of where it took her. My grandpa was just confused, but like super accommodating. Yeah. And my grandma, for the most part, is just the sweetest. I had so many sweet moments with her, even lucid moments with her where she yeah. knew my name or when we took her to mass. Oh my goodness. She knew every kind of that's awesome. lengthy mm. response, just rolling off her tongue that she hasn't cool. lost any of that. Mm. And then sometimes she would just, you know, just look at me and squeeze my cheeks and tell me how much she loves me and give me a hug. And those moments, yeah. oh my goodness, I wanted to keep her forever. Like yeah. just stay, right. with, stay yeah. with me. She's the sweetest. Well, good. She is, um, Super infatuated with Jed. So he had. Uh, who isn't at this he point? He had an especially fun weekend with Grandma. <laughs> what does that mean? That means she kind of has a crush on my husband. All right. But, uh, it was, yeah, good times for all. Cool. <laughs> Maybe, is that your prerogative at 80? I guess. I don't know. Two of my grandmas were like that with him, where they would like hug. They'd hug <laughs> yes. him, and they're both kind of tiny, so they'd come up to like chest height and they'd all hug right. him and just linger. Just stay there. The hugs would last way longer than any hug ought to last. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the look on Jed's face, Tyler. No, that he, look. He likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Oh, so yeah, I was out of town. Um, my aunt, who I talked about months ago, I think in December, was diagnosed with cancer. She mm-hmm. passed away last week, and so my family all went to. T- she's from, or she's living in. She's living in Tennessee. Um, originally from, I knew her from Florida, but, um, she passed away from just fighting the cancer Mm. and eventually lost the fight. But I was talking about this a little bit before we started recording and I don't know how to put it any other way other than like, that's the kind of funeral you want to go to is the funeral of somebody who every encounter she's ever had with anybody, they remember how much she loved them. Yeah. And that was evident during the funeral. Mm. Um, still super sad. Like, well, of course. Yeah. I, my, 
you, you described her before as kind of like the, the matriarch of the family. Yeah, in so a, in a way. every family gathering, she's like, I mean, it's Tennessee. Other family members are in Georgia and Florida. Mm-hmm. We're in Indiana. So it's like, that's the gathering place in the country physically for family to come together and holidays and just different gatherings and stuff. And so, and she's always the best host mm. or like she's super hospitable. Um, just like she makes you feel like you're the most important person in the room. She loves you so much. And it was evident that that's kind of how everybody felt. They had like an open mic portion of her memorial service where people got to share stories and things like that. And over and over and over again, it's just like, the hole that is now left in people in Tennessee's lives mm-hmm. of like daily encouragement or daily prayers or daily, like just sweet texts that they would receive from her. That's just like gone now. So, mm. but, it, uh, but a legacy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, it's weird. I, I never knew the depth of her faith, mm. but we started reading journal entries at her funeral and oh my goodness like it immediately made me believe like I need to start doing this Mm. because she's journaled every day for years and years and years about the people she's praying for and even while she in her worst moments with the cancer it's like she's writing she's writing journal entries of praying for like my sister Mm. and uh, yeah the legacy is just like she will be remembered like her grandson. Uh, I showed up, she passed away on a Saturday or Sunday and I showed up on a, on Friday between the Sunday and the Friday, her grandson got a tattoo of something that she said in her handwriting. Hmm. Uh, she, she would always, her thing, her big thing, her big saying was, uh, I love you more. Uh, hmm. and that's kind of how she ended every text, every encounter. It was like, I love you more. Hmm. Um, and so he had that tattooed, like scrawled across his arm wow. in her handwriting. Other people had her handwriting, love you more, like plastered everywhere. Uh, and so, yeah, the legacy, that is the legacy. People will remember her for how much she loved other people, which, oh my goodness, I hope that that's what people <laughs> say about me. I'm not totally sure at this point <laughs> in my life that like my funeral would be that way, but mm. I, it, it was super like com- convicting and gosh, I, I want that yeah. for myself and my family. Um, and it, yeah, just super inspiring. So I, yeah. I feel like a lot of times when you go to funerals, it, it, it has you reevaluate your priorities. Cause it's like, Oh, life is short enough. But in this case, it's like, I want to evaluate what, what my life is about. Not just about, yeah. not just avoiding, yeah. you know, wasting time. It's actually like, well, who do I want to be? That's the yeah. kind of person that, that yeah. she was. It sounds like. Oh my like. gosh. Yeah. There was a, I think she wrote this and somebody read it where she basically said life's too short to not say exactly what's on your heart. Mm. So like tell people how you feel about them basically is what she was saying. Mm. And she, she is somebody that truly lived that way. Mm. Uh, every time I saw her, she told me how much she cared about me. And that's, that's the story times 300 or however many people were, were at the funeral. And yeah, it's, it just makes you start thinking like what, what do I truly believe about life? And if I were to stop breathing tomorrow, what is what I believe about life? What people will say about me. Mm. So, um, makes me want to write better stuff in my journals. Yeah. My journals are like, 
Got nothing to say today. Hopefully something tomorrow. <laughs> my journals are going to be like, please burn. Burn about yeah. discovery. Yeah. yeah. My journals, people will look back and be like, man, he was, he was busy. <laughs> he was stressed out sometimes. Yeah. That and uh, apparently your fascination with like quantum physics and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Although I don't journal as much about that as I do yeah. go deep into the abyss of my mind. Yeah. Yes. So thanks for everybody who texted and emailed and stuff like that. Um, with your prayers. Uh, it, like I said, it's super sad. It's super sad leaving my uncle, but gosh, I was so uplifted through her service and mm. through her life. So, yeah. Um, speaking of feelings and uplifting and speaking of feelings, how God makes you feel. <laughs> yeah. Um, Barry, we're in a new series. Yes, we are. Here we are. Uh, Honest to God. We're talking about the Psalms all summer, right? That's right. So you gave us basically the intro to the series and basically an intro to the Psalms. Yeah. Right. So uh, for anybody who may have missed it or hasn't heard the sermon yet, what was kind of the big idea or what do you want people to walk away understanding? Yeah. Well, the big idea for for the series is essentially that the book of Psalms, it helps to teach us how to bring our raw, honest emotions to God in our prayer. And it, it actually guides us in that and teaches us in that. So that's the big idea for the series, which mm-hmm. uh, I tried to set up a few fundamental ideas. We can get into them about what the Psalms are and how to read the Psalms and stuff. Um, but I, as an example, used Psalm 8 as an as sort of the intro to the series. And the Psalm 8 is really all about wonder and just being astonished and in awe of who God is and who I am to him. Yeah. <laughs> and so because I'm a, you know, a seven on the Enneagram and I'm very easily led into wonder and awe, I felt like it was an appropriate way of kind of describing how my emotion of wonder connects to my faith and my understanding of who God is. Yeah. So, so I don't, do you guys, when, when you, when somebody says like a word in the Bible or a book of the Bible or an image not an image, but if I, if somebody says, what do you think of when I say revelation? Right. I think of like fire. Blood as high as a horse's bridle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel a chill in the air. Yeah. So that's what I think about when I think of revelation. When somebody says Psalms, I just think of grass. Grass? <laughs> Pastures. Yeah, like a lot of Pastures. lambs. Pastures. You lead me besides the oh, yeah. water. Like a lot of lambs. Psalm 23. Yes. Yeah. And so I just picture like Hobby Lobby, <laughs> <laughs> like quotes. Yeah. 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 Well, that's Proverbs. I don't know about oh. Psalms. No, well, they're both. I don't know. They, yeah. Probably. You want the picture of the, you want, you want like the, the poster yeah. with the, he leadeth me beside <laughs> still waters. Yeah. That's what I picture. Yeah. That's the picture I have. Yeah. And so it never like, I was never compelled to just go open the book of Psalms because yeah. I'm like grass. I don't want what <laughs> harps, grass, yeah, sheep. Yeah. Not not yeah. into it. And I'm not like I don't know that most people would say I'm super in touch with my feelings. So I just kind of like bypass that altogether yeah. and go straight to like the gospels or something. But what you're saying is um maybe I'm reading it wrong. <laughs> or, you know, uh yeah. Because I'm I'm looking at this and I'm I'm maybe I'm reading it too literal or mm-hmm. I uh, I'm not willing maybe to read it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not in touch or in tune with the feelings that God's given me. So you said um, basically there is an incorrect way 
to read the Psalms, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Well, first of all, I forgot to mention this in the big idea. One of the reasons why the Psalms can do this, can help to teach us how to pray and how to be honest with God is because they cover the extreme range of human emotion. Yeah. There is the emotion of comfort that you think of when you think of grass and happy sheep and all of that. That is in (laughs) there, but so is rage. So is despair. So is anger. Well, I can get into that. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So is all of that. Off with their heads. Yeah. (laughs) And, and there's doubt, there's, there's lament, lament. there's so, there's a huge range. Now we're talking both (laughs) uplifting and really, really devastating emotions. So, but the, what I was talking about, when I was talking about the wrong and the right way to read the Psalms, what I was talking about is like you said, trying to use Psalms either a, I mean, I didn't really talk about this, but trying to use it just as a little pull quote for a poster. Yeah. That's one way to use Psalms. I got to tweet some today. So (laughs) you're right. Uh, you know, he leadeth me. That's, that's the, that's (laughs) the pull quote. The yeah. other the other way of trying to read it is to go looking tre- treating it like some sort of code book where I'm just looking for facts about yeah. God or facts about the the universe, you know. Yeah. His love endures forever. Okay, there we go. So I'll add God's love endures forever to my systematic theology of God's love or you know whatever yeah. rather than looking at the context of the poem that those phrases are within. And I used an example of, um, I'm not sure if any of you have ever heard this example, but there's a verse in Psalm 104 where it says that God stretched out the heavens. And I've literally heard people argue that, that, see, look how great the Bible is. It talks about the expanding universe. And we didn't even know about that till a hundred years ago. And you guys know about the expanding, how the science, the universe is expanding. All the galaxies are moving away from one another. When you said that, I was like, I didn't know the heavens were the, was the universe. Well, like thought, that's just it. That's okay. just it. They're not because okay. in, in, they didn't know about galaxies. Yeah. You know, the, the poetry that they wrote from was in their understanding was, the, and I talked about it being a Jewish book. This was written at a specific time and place. This is poetry based on a, a their worldview and the heavens to them was the dome over our sky where all the spiritual beings lived. Yeah. And so, yeah, all that to say, we have to read it as Jewish meditation literature. And I talked about those three words. It's Jewish. It's rooted in a specific time and place. You've got to understand that the imagery that you're reading is like most likely connected to imagery throughout the rest of the Old Testament. If you don't read Psalms in one hand and Genesis in the other, you're missing a lot of the mm. a lot of the, <laughs> the imagery that, that yeah. Psalms is getting at. Uh, and it's meditation literature, which means that it is poetry that that requires us to take ideas and language and images and meditate on them, chew on them, think about them, uh, roll them around in our mind. You can't just read a Psalm and walk away. You have to let it sink into your soul for a little while before you can really. That's hard. That's a hard thing for me to do. I think it's a hard thing for a lot of people to do. Yeah. I'm kind of excited because I feel like this whole summer series, for me, one of the takeaways was this is an invitation to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And you said that a couple times in the sermon, Mm -hmm. like you got to slow down when you're reading this. Right. Every word in a Hebrew Psalm is intentional. There are no, and now we're reading a translation, so we're not reading the original Hebrew, but every image, every phrase, all of it was written with a very specific purpose in mind. And we're missing out on the, the beauty of the poetry if we're just trying to skim through it or just glean it for interesting facts or pull quotes. So did one person write all of the Psalms? No, great question. Uh, these Psalms were written by many people. And in fact, over over hundreds of years of, of 
Israelite history. Um, some of the Psalms have attributions. They say this was one of the Psalms of Asaph or one of the Psalms of David. For the choir director. For the choir director <laughs> to the tune. <laughs> yeah. The sons uh, of Korah. Yeah. So there's all these different. <laughs> yeah. And so there's, there's plenty of theories about who all these people are and how the, and, and some, they would say there was different during different eras in Israel's history. There would be these schools of Psalm writers that would kind of be the prominent psalm writers for a while. Some people even say when it says a psalm of David, yeah. that's actually a psalm written in the style of David where he only mm. wrote some of them uh, instead of writing all of them, but it's like his school of psalm writing. Mm. I don't know. It, but Ooh, or I'm going to start writing like that. Yeah, or like, a message of Barry. Right. And just start writing on behalf <laughs> of you. <laughs> so in answer to your question, there's between like 10 and hundreds of yeah. psalm writers that, right. that that brought these now but one of the things i tried to talk about was how the the book of psalms is different than just psalms in general because there were other psalms you can find them in the prophets you can find them in the the history books there are other psalms in israel that didn't make the cut into this book these were specifically yeah. hand-picked psalms put together 150 of them i didn't get into this but there are five books of the Psalms and that, that those five books are meant to correspond to the five books of the Torah, not mm. in content, but the, these were the Torah is the first five books of the Bible, Genesis through uh, Deuteronomy. So they were meant to be in a, in a sense, a way for the people to worship that reminded them of their, mm-hmm. of their faith and linked them with the the faith of, of Israel. So anyway, all that to say, these were the, the other people that we have to kind of keep in mind when we're thinking about the world behind the text are the yeah. people who chose to put these together at a specific time and place. And I argued that that's yeah. the time and place of that was the exile and the exile's aftermath. And, and so why was it important that they were included at all? Is it to show like God cares about your emotions or it's okay to bring these emotions to God? Like why, why were the Psalms included mm-hmm. in what ended up being the Bible? If it's poetry. Oh, right. So that's, yeah, that's a great question. So one of the things that I would argue as an answer to this is um, these Psalms were chosen. And I talked a little bit about this in the message as a way of helping to preserve Israelite religion mm-hmm. in it for people who are far from home. The temple was gone. People were scattered to all ends of the earth. This now became a hymn book that allowed them to remember truths about God where the, where the, the, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible was mostly narrative and then law. That that was not something that you necessarily, th- this is a different genre. This is yeah. poetry and song that you memorize and sing. And so it helps to, you know, in the same ways, like we sing worship songs and when, once they're in your mind, you have the the imagery from these songs and the, the words from these songs that you could recall at yeah. any moment. And so this was Oceans. a way- Oceans, yeah, yeah, a lot of nautical themed, <laughs> themed oh imagery. My, my. But but these were this was a way for people to remember their faith, hold on to their to their faith, uh, as well as to teach their children about the faith of their people and to pass it along from generation to generation. So what happened is after the exile was over, many Israelites came back to Jerusalem. They began to rebuild. They built a new temple. Um, But by that point, the book of Psalms had become so important in the life of the people that it was something they continued to, to use as a basis for their worship. And Mm -hmm. it continued on, continued on. And it was used, it was translated into, into Greek with the Septuagint. And it, 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 it became a, just a significant holy book, 
uh, for the people of God. And like I mentioned in the message, Jesus used the Psalms, the apostles used the Psalms. It's the most quoted book in the New Testament from the Old See? Testament. And Hobby Lobby. <laughs> Hobby Lobby, indeed. Except most of the quotes would probably not work for posters. That'd be funny just to do New Testament quotes of the Old Testament as posters and be like, that does not inspire me, yeah. that line. Um, because interestingly enough to me, nerd that I am, uh, some of the, especially like in the book of Hebrews, the Psalms are used as, in a sense, they, they use the Psalms as holy scripture that they are using to prove points about Jesus. So this was not just this wasn't just oceans, right? Yeah. This actually had become a part of Holy scripture that they believed contained the truth because they understood the Holy spirit was breathing through it. Yeah. So anyway, all that to say, that's why it was, it was a part of the canon. That's why it was passed on from generation to generation because they, they, as they used it, they realized that God's presence was within it, that God was breathing through these words and these images. Hmm. So as somebody who, a lot of people, well, this is how I do like daily yeah. reading. I'm like, I got, I got 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then I pull up my Bible app or I get mm -hmm. my Bible out and I'm just like, if I'm going through a specific book of the Bible or something, I'm like, I got, I got 10 minutes. What, what, what am I going to get out of this basically? Or what do I need to understand? Is it possible for someone who behaves that way, uh, to really get what's happening here because as you were going through it like showing me yeah. in the sermon I'm like okay I get it like you said oh lord or oh lord your majestic name fills the earth your glory is higher than the heavens that's just like boilerplate for someone like me like right. okay you I just get read it. it keep moving keep moving right but you're like wait a minute <laughs> yeah. stop Slow and down. think about what that means yeah. yeah for somebody for somebody who knows about jewish poetry or yeah. it's like what, what are they actually saying? They're saying that God is bigger than all this. And every, everything. everything. Yeah, goes everything. beyond the bounds of our universe. Yeah. Um, how is it even possible for someone like me to know what is happening when I'm reading Psalms? Like what, yeah. what am I supposed to be paying attention to? All right. Well, two, well, two things. One, you have the capacity. If you know the basics of how some, the Psalms are structured, you have the capacity to discover some of these things yourself. I talked about parallelism, just knowing that often two lines are intentionally put in contrast with, with one another is enough yeah. to, to slow you down and think, okay, uh, yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honor. What are those two lines trying to say? You can slow down and just ask yourself that. What is that? Do they go together? Is that enhancing it? Is that bringing a new idea? You can, yeah. you can, you can wrestle. The second thing is all the tools that we introduced in BYOB last summer, which yeah. we need to probably revisit and find a new way to, to capture. Marin, for example, is, ha is holding the NIV cultural backgrounds study Bible. Mm -hmm. This that is my jam. <laughs> That's a new audio yeah, there you quote. Go. That's a good one. I love this Bible. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and you know what, Marin, I don't even know. I didn't look at that specific, uh, source when I was looking at Psalm 8. What did you oh, find from it? I got all kinds of cool stuff. Give us this some good is, stuff. This is my favorite. So it's a short Psalm, Psalm 8. And like you, Tyler, I, I could easily just be like, okay, this one says that God is great. <laughs> Moving <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He is so great. Um, 
one of the things I thought was interesting was when this particular Bible, the cultural background study Bible that we have here in the Grace Bookstore, mm. um, that's where I got my copy. Verse four, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. The study note on this says that this uh, ascribing dignity of human beings that's stressed in this particular verse, what is mankind that you'd be mindful of him, that that is unparalleled in uh, ancient writings of the Near East, that according to their theology, uh, Mesopotamian sources, that they believe that men and women, human beings, were created to relieve the workload on smaller gods, Mm -hmm. that we were just like, like pawns. We were just here to serve them. We're the help. Yeah. We are the help. Yeah. And they believed, and this was all the more fascinating to me, um, that when the growing human population became too noisy, the gods thought to extinguish human existence through the great flood. As a result of the flood, food offerings to the gods were no longer forthcoming. Only then did the gods say, "Mm, I guess humans weren't uh, non-expendable after all. Um, Although humanity survived the flood, God's, the, the, the God, small g, decreed that certain afflictions uh, should be in order to keep the population from ever growing out of control again. So that's who we are. Go ahead, New King James. Not at all. <laughs> that's, that's not the Bible. Go ahead, Mesopotamian literature. <laughs> right. Small gods, little g, back then, ancient yeah. thinking. We were just pawns, yeah. wiped out by yeah. the flood, but then they thought, ah, oh, I guess we need them after all, and they allowed us to continue to live, but, but you know, gave us few, afflictions. Here's a few diseases. Yeah. Just, a couple just afflictions so you won't live too long. <laughs> yeah. So in sharp contrast is verse yeah. eight, saying that we are far from expendable slaves to the gods, but rather that our creator cares for us, is mindful of us. That's a sharp contrast to what would have been believed back in the day. That's... Yeah. That's why I like this Bible. Mm. I wouldn't know what ancient right. Mesopotamians believed back in the day, yeah. but this Bible in two seconds told me that, gave yeah. me a little, a little background, a little history lesson, which took that single verse and enriched it for me. Yeah. yeah. And then you go back, which I, that's the cool thing about this one. This does not interpret the passages for you. All it does is give you the background. Yep. This particular book. What's it called again? The NIV cultural backgrounds study Bible. Mm. Now it's not the NLT, which is the version that we usually use at grace, but it, you can use two versions back to back. New King James. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can use two versions side by side and it brings new insights into it. That's another thing we talked about last summer. So exactly you do that, but it doesn't interpret it for you. You just have the background and then you get to ask the question of the text. Um, but not just try to, you're not again, this isn't just about you finding out what the text meant. It's about you letting the Holy Spirit speak through it to you. Yeah. That's the thing that makes, that's the idea that scripture is living and active is that the Holy Spirit continues to speak through it. So when you think about the fact that God has cares for us, that's a good invitation to say, what does that, does he, what does it mean for him to care for me to know Mm. that I exist and then you wrestle with that and, and meditate on it and think about it. Yeah. So what you you were asking, is it even possible? I've got 10 minutes a day or whatever. Yeah. Here's what I would suggest. Take, don't try to do all of Psalm 8 in one day. Mm-hmm. Spend a week and a half doing it mm. and spend one day on one verse. So read the whole Psalm for the every day for that week and a half, but then spend that one day just wrestling and meditating with one verse at a time. Yeah. That's how you can. Oh Yeah really mine the depths of, of these poems. Most of these uh, Bibles these days have cross references built right in. Like my center margin here has all these cross references for verse one, verse two, verse three, like every verse. And 
probably every verse has multiple cross references. Wait, what are you looking at? Right here in the center of my Bible. So if I go to verse one, it's like kind of like I always read cross references like saying, you think that's cool. Check out Psalm 57 (laughs) verse five. And then you go there (laughs) and you see how the two relate. What? You want to know more about that? <laughs> Check out Psalm 111.3 verse Wait, 4. So That's how exciting it is to me. So the cross-reference part. Okay, it, here's what that is. Yeah. You said there's a little, so it's just a little box. It's different in each Bible. This one, the NIV one, has a lot more than my Bible, but that's good. It says 57 verse 5. 57.5. All right. So then Get you, a load of this. Then you go. Get <laughs> riveting. Check this out, huh? And then Are you, you go to. Kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> then you go to 57 verse 5, you look at it and it says, Be exalted, O God, above the highest heavens. What? May your glory shine over all the earth. Heavens and earth? What? And then you're like, Okay, interesting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neat. No, it's cool to see that these parallels yeah. and these concepts yeah. are echoed elsewhere, even within the same book. Sometimes it takes you outside that book, takes you to a different book. But again, the Bible is constantly referencing itself. And I think that that's cool. I think that's cool too. Yeah. Um, you started your sermon by basically saying like, what is the emotion you feel? Yeah. When you I, think I'm of curious, God. what did you guys yeah. think about that? I already gave Thanks my answer. Thanks for stepping on my question. Sorry. But- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tyler, go ahead. Go no, ahead. What, yeah. What, what do we, what do we think here? What do we feel when we think of God? Well, I was glad that I went back and listened to your sermon again because okay. it was literally the very first thing you said. Yeah. And I you needed, forgot that I said it. I just needed to go back and sit with that one question a little bit longer. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I, I don't know, I guess I didn't know what it should be. You know, the, can you, what was the question exactly? Like what, what is your go-to emotion when it comes to faith? Right. And I didn't want to answer it wrong. That was my knee jerk reaction. Like, Oh gee, what should my go-to emotion be? But no, it didn't, <laughs> it, it didn't take much thought. Yours was wonder and awe. Yep. Which is not, that's not me. That was not mine. Yeah. That was Jaden. Jaden was nodding his head off his shoulders yeah. during the whole first half of our <laughs> sermon. Yeah, especially talking about cradling leaves and stuff. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting right behind him and he was nodding his head incessantly. <laughs> mine is gratefulness. It's usually just great gratitude. I yeah. get overwhelmed like this tidal weight of, of gratitude. Mm. My favorite uh, worship songs, my favorite gospel tunes, they're all, they're always the ones about just gratitude. Mm. What about you, Ty? Uh, if I think about, or if I really focus on what the actual emotion is, I would say it's humility. Like I'm humbled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I think about God in my life, um, what God has done or brought me through, I'm. It's just like utter humility. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I can't believe it. So. But I, but th- I think that's my point in this whole conversation is like, I rarely think about that because mm-hmm. I'm just moving through life. Right. And when it, this summer could be a real challenge for me to like stop and focus on what I'm actually feeling. Yeah. Because I, I don't really ever focus on that. Right. And I think there's a lot of people like that. Oh, for sure. And yeah. it's all about, it's all about action response, action response. Yeah. You're just trying to get through life, make yeah. it, get it done, make it happen. 
stopping to think about your feelings doesn't yeah. always resonate with everybody. Yeah. I mean, it, and it's different for everybody. I mentioned in the message that I'm a seven. And so I like only to feel between happy and ecstatic at all times. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it is a challenge for me to, to stay in the room with my negative emotions sometimes. Yeah. But it, you know, and for others, it's like, I don't really want to feel anything. I just want to get it done. If I'm not outraged seven hours a day, something is wrong. <laughs> Well, then you've got plenty of great songs yeah. to go to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's another question um, that I think people have is like, why, why is, why is it necessary that there is such a range of like, like if we think about God, I'm thinking happy, mostly happy things, but there's a lot of Psalms that are like, yeah, nasty, not nasty, but. That well, one, that well, the one that you I shared, I can't believe that was yeah, uh, that's that up terrible. Real eye opener. The extreme example. Woo. What was it? It was like Psalm one thirty-seven. Killing your kids. Oh, Babylon, you will be destroyed. Happy is the one who takes your babies and smashes them against the rocks. Yeah. Okay, so why it, why is that in there? Right. So I I believe that it is in there because it essentially is showing us that it is okay to bring any mm-hmm. emotion to God, including rage, despair deep darkness it's those are not just we're not just supposed to come to god when we're grateful or happy you're yeah. supposed to come to him with and and there's many psalms where literally and I'll, the one i'll be doing in a few weeks is is just psalm writer saying god you've forsaken me mm. like where are you yeah and it's like and and the whole psalm is is the psalm writer just wrestling with that and saying like i don't get it because my life is a mess and you don't seem to be anywhere you did yeah. great stuff for my ancestors, but where are you now? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, but also yeah. wrestling and saying, but I'm going to trust you, but where are you? Mm. But like, it's, you love the the poor and needy, but also I'm just a worm. And it's just like, it's like deep, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I, so all that to answer your question, sorry, to answer your question, the reason it's in there, I believe is to show us how to bring those emotions to God. That's part of why it's here to show us like, what do you do when you're feeling despair? Yeah. And it's not just rock, walk away from God. It's mm. wrestle with God in that despair. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not try to hide it from God. Right. I think if I felt that kind of hatred or, or rage towards somebody, I would try to pretend like I don't feel that kind of hatred right. or rage right. towards somebody. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. one of the songs. I wouldn't have penned that one myself. <laughs> yeah. That might be a little. Yeah. Maybe he wanted that journal burnt. <laughs> yeah. And we're all just sitting here reading it. Right. Uh, I was asked to sing at this funeral mm. for my aunt. Mm. Um, and the song that I sang, I'd never heard it before. Maybe you guys have. It's called Even If by Mercy Me. It's basically like, I know that you're, I know that you could heal. I know that you could do these amazing things. I know that you could change the way things are, but even if you don't, mm-hmm. I'm going to hope yeah. in you anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool, but it's also like I had to do a heart check of like, do I really, yeah. <laughs> do I really yeah. think that? Can I sing this with like complete yeah. genuineness? Is that yeah. a word? Yep. Genuineness? It sure. It is now. All right. So this is, I think the summer is going to do the same thing to me is like, do I truly believe that I can bring every emotion to God? Because most times for me personally, it's like, uh, I, I, I think I only bring the bad stuff. Like some people bring all the good stuff but when the good stuff's going man i'm i'm cruising i'm not sure. even thinking about god i just yeah. bring the bad stuff when it's really bad that's when i'm like 
ah, come on. Yeah. And I'm praying it's, to God more and all that stuff. But that what you were talking about with the foxhole faith. Yes. Where it's like you, you, you have no problem going to God when you're in a crisis yeah. or yeah. things are awful, but yeah. Hmm. Summer of emotions. That's the idea. <laughs> That's the idea. And it is a range. We're going to, I mean, we're going straight into doubt next week. And then the week after I think is, I don't remember what it is, but it's a positive one. And then I'm talking about, <laughs> then I'm talking the next week about what, what do we do? And God yeah. feels distant in my pain. Well, and Ooh. I love our sermon series title, honest to God. Yeah. Because if it were the summer of emotions, I would, <laughs> summer I would of feelings. run away in fear. Yeah. Like, you would? I don't love delving into emotions at yeah. all, really. But, I, but I'm not <laughs> afraid of being honest. Yeah. You know, and I always appreciate when other people are honest. Mm-hmm. I so mm-hmm. appreciate that. And so if this is a summer where we all um, learn how to be more honest mm-hmm. with, yeah. with our father, that's, uh, that's exciting. Hmm. All yeah. right. So that's what's next. We're talking about doubt. Doubt, yeah. It'll be dad dad talking about doubt. So, bad news for friends of the pod. No show next week. What? Barry's gone. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to be on a cruise with DC <laughs> Talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes. What? There it is. Just picture me on the Lido deck. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> this is the soundtrack of my middle school. Oh dear. Wow. Uh, Taking us way back. Yeah, so I'm going on a cruise next week, guys. <laughs> and DC Talk is the uh the reason why. Did you like like you were waiting for these tickets to come on sale and you just like couldn't wait? No. He got it was free. No how he <laughs> got there. I just needed so, to tell our listener because they're thinking. Have, I, talked whole, to, have like, I not talked about this? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, my friend is performing on the cruise. He's a comedian. He's performing on the cruise. And yeah, let's just, <laughs> let's, just drink it in, everybody. It took me a while to get to what he was saying because I had to eventually break the belly with my hand. Wow. And a typical tattoo, green. I always wondered what this that was. on a box in the middle of the city. <laughs> this music video is interesting because... I guess goatees were cool at once. Yeah, were they? <laughs> well, there was a season. These guys are cool. Well, they're Jesus freaks. They're freaks. <laughs> so. That's true. So yeah, my friend's performing on this sh- on this ship, and uh, got like ten free rooms, and he invited <laughs> us to come. <laughs> so I'm going on the cruise. Uh, we're going to the Bahamas. Oh, I think there's probably gosh. a concert a couple <laughs> nights. Will you send us lots of pictures? Because I can't even picture what this would be like. Yeah, of course. It'll be all the millennial Christians yeah. <laughs> hanging out together. Yeah. And I'm all sure the older, these guys, the older these guys millennials. are like 60 years old now. Uh, no, seriously? I don't know. I wonder if it'll be like, for me, my husband and I went and saw Weezer play the whole Blue album one time. Yeah. And it was like all just like middle management people that were there, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> shopping yeah. up and down. Was it on a boat? No, it oh. was in Chicago, but that's, uh, that's what I am assuming this concert will be like for you. Yeah. Well, I think there's multiple the nights of shows because like the newsboys are there. <laughs> this will probably be one of the only instances where you can go to like a concert and the vast majority of people would actually understand what your job is, Tyler. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Like anywhere else in the world, like communications <laughs> at a church. What does that yeah, mean? For sure. Uh, but yeah, so I'll, I'll be there. 
and so I won't. We won't be here. And Marin, you want to do the show by yourself next week? Um, no, <laughs> no. Sounds like she might actually want to. <laughs> yeah. So sorry about that. No show yeah, next sorry, week. Sorry, everyone. But uh, we'll be back the week of what is it? The 18th or something? Yeah, the 18th. Yeah. Show on the 19th. So we'll be back then. And that, guys, that is moving week. Oh my oh, goodness. Oh, that's right. So I get back and like the day after I get back from the cruise in the Bahamas is closing day and off to the races with wow. moving houses. So yes, we yeah. should do a, a special pod of just live moving. from Tyler's new backyard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the greenhouse. Yeah. Yes. Um, great. So we'll see you then on the 19th. Um, oh, last thing I want to thank. I want to thank everybody, all the friends of the pod, because um, some of you are probably in our church membership covenant community, but uh, if you if you weren't at last week's gathering, Dave and Barry stood up and talked, and one of the things they said is we're averaging about a thousand listens, thousand downloads a week. Um, they failed to mention that we're ranked number thirty in Christian podcasts in Saudi Arabia. Yes. So that, we did it. <laughs> that right. is the biggest accomplishment. I know Barry's an award winner, but truly <laughs> but we're, we're all winners here. So our next goal, in we got to get up, we got to get up to 25, Yeah, 25 <laughs> in Christian podcasts right. in are Saudi we, Arabia. Are we climbing? I thought we were like 38th or something. Well, the proposition was we could have climbed if, if I had paid this company money. Oh, I see. But, We'll, we we'll sit at 30. We're fine with 30. In Saudi Arabia. Can we take a moment just to thank our loyal Saudi Arabian yeah. listeners? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so thank you to Friends of the Pod for sticking it out with us. We're almost we're almost two years into this. Wow. I mean, at the end of the summer, it'll be close to two years. It was about two years ago I asked Marin, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And Marin said, what's, <laughs> what's a podcast? A podcast? Yeah. <laughs> what's a podcast? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making the show what it is. Um, on that note, Marin, will you please send us out? I will. I will. Like I have for nearly two years now, do justly love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 